everybody. James, thank you so much for joining us on Beyond the Hashtag. Thanks, Natalie. Pleasure to be here. Do you want to give us a little intro? Tell everybody about Off the Record and what it is you guys do, because it's an amazing charity and um, I'm really keen for people to hear all about you. Yep, sure. So uh, my name's James Brown. I'm the development manager at Off the Record. Um, Off the Record is a charity based in Bath, but working right across Baines. Uh, and we work with young people aged 10 to 25, uh, and we support them with their mental health and well-being. So uh, the primary services that we offer are listening, support and counselling. And this, this is free independent and confidential to young people uh, in, across Baines. Um, but we also offer a participation programme. So we have uh, a youth forum where young people can get involved, put forward their ideas, their campaign ideas, uh, issues they'd like to, to discuss. Uh, we have uh, two LGBTQ plus specific youth groups. Space, which is 13 to 21, and Space to Be, which is slightly younger, 8 to 13 year olds. And we also do advocacy work with young people in care and care leavers. Okay, brilliant. That's a, a massive um, range of services, but all very, very important and very much needed. Um, yeah, I, do you know, I'm really interested in what you said there about the kind of co-production element of working with young people. Um, how has that informed a lot of a lot of those services that you offer? Oh, it's it's absolutely essential to the way we work. I mean, our, uh, we we came into being 29 years ago through a demand expressed by young people at City, City of Bristol College, actually, at the time. That was the first counselling session that off the record uh, ran wow. uh, in, in, in City of uh, Bath College, sorry, City wow. of Bath College as it was then. Um, and we're still there. We still deliver deliver sessions uh, at, at Bath College as it is now. Um, the, the ideas and the feedback that young people give us really informs how how we develop our services. Uh, so we, we get uh, feedback from our service users who come to us for counselling and listening support through every time we we meet with them we get we get their feedback um, yeah. and then we have as I said we have youth forum who uh, is, is a group of young people primarily in the kind of um, 16 to, to 25 age age group who who want to actually get really actively involved in um, campaigning on youth issues, on organising. They organised a Youth Pride event recently cool. uh, for, for in, in Bath. Uh, 40 young people came to that wow. uh, from across Baines, which was fantastic. And we've taken that even further. So we now have a, um, a strand of our work called Your OTR, which yes, is that. yeah young, young people who are drawn from all of our services um, who actually meet to advise us uh, to to talk, talk to our trustees. Uh, they take part in um, staff recruitment. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, that's really rewarding because they they really feed back into the organisation and 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 the way that we're we're, we're moving forwards. It's fundamental, isn't it? I mean, you know, it goes without saying as a youth charity to involve 
um, members of that community, you know, but I think it's a lesson that any organisation and or any charitable organisation can learn from is always keep that service user um, at the heart of what it is that you do. Yeah. And yeah. shape the services around what they're saying, because they're yeah. the people who know what they need the most. Yeah. 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 And and that that takes um, it, it. It takes patience with the with the consultation process um and and it you 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 have to you know you might have a great idea that you really want to run with but you have to step back from that and think okay well how would how would the how would our young people feel about this how would they respond yeah. to that so yeah it's it's really really important uh and you know young people can really surprise you with their with their with their thinking and and yeah. and, 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 and how they want to do things uh, yeah you're, you're absolutely right i think um a lot of people take that for granted um but when yeah when young people are given the opportunity um to speak up and to have mm. their voices heard like it, mm. it's it's fundamental as i said so yeah. um yeah really love what you're doing mm. um talk to us about how social media plays a part in all of that because obviously that this will be a generation who are living and breathing social mm-hmm. um social media has all the tools to communicate and and survey and you know have Mm. have forums Mm. so how does it fit within that strategy well the 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 participatory program is is really conducted largely on on social media um the young people chat to each other say within the youth forum or, or your or your itr uh they've they've designed online surveys uh and in fact um they're working uh, i'm working with the our participation development work at the moment on a on a reading a reading survey uh reading and its impact on mental health kind of and looking back on on the pandemic era wow. uh, and and you know thinking about the the part that sort of reading played in 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 uh in helping young people through that and their mm-hmm. preference, their preferences for reading, and their and their ideas for that. Um, yeah, they, they, I mean, they organised uh, this this big youth pride pride event, and that was that was largely uh, conducted on social media. Obviously, social media has its pitfalls yeah. as well. And, I was going to ask you, yeah, yeah, and and there, you know, there there can and have been instances where. Um, you know, young people fall in and out of love with each other, yeah, <laughs> and that can happen through social media as well. So it's it has that fantastic, uh, op, you know, uh, aspect of being able to uh, unite people who are um, living, rem- you know, rurally. Uh, yeah. They can't, you know, it's really difficult for some of our young people to travel in to you know if they li- if they live uh you know in in sort of outside radstock in a village or something like that it, it's pretty hard for them to, to yeah. always kind of travel into meetings but they can still be connected but you know with that comes the the you know the the the, the problems that can arise through through social media sure and how do so how do you manage that then if you're working really closely with young people do you have yeah, like how does it work? Because I, I used to work in youth services mm. um, for our local authority many, many, many moons ago when we were just starting to think about 
like having a Facebook profile mm. back in those days mm. to talk to to young people um, yeah. and to maybe set up a Facebook group. Mm. Um, and the considerations that had to go into how that was delivered was huge. Mm. Um, and lots mm. of ethics around, you know, signing up to seeing what's happening in people's news feeds. Mm. Like what if you see something that is very private or of mm. huge concern? Mm. So I'm really interested to hear from you around like what what kind of those those considerations have you had to put in place and any safeguards or policies? Like mm. how do you guys work? Well we 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 have a really as you can imagine, we're we're a youth charity working with pretty vulnerable young people. I mean, a lot of your, our young people uh are, are are coming to us in you know in a very vulnerable state um a state of high anxiety uh or wrong prolonged depression uh they can be self-harming they can have suicidal thoughts uh and their their safeguarding is absolutely paramount to us you know our, our safeguarding policy also covers online uh sure. protections I think in terms of our participatory groups, our, our partic participation teams would agree protocols, do agree protocols with the young people involved. Oh, yeah. So so part of being on the youth forum will be how do we how do we con conduct ourselves online? Uh, and, 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 you know, what are what are uh, what what are the uh, what are acceptable you know boundaries things will come up but they but basically they they will they will agree those 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 guidelines and those ground rules in advance i can't i i'm on the fundraising side natalie so i can't i can't go into too many details yeah, of course. But, but that's very much a part of being in a in a youth group yeah that that operates largely uh online uh is that uh, yeah it's very very important that those protocols are met so mm -hmm. just just as in in a in a meeting session you know you respect each other's views you don't call each other out uh, there's no naming and shaming blah 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 those things exist yeah in the online space as well and if they're transgressed then the group the group will 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 deal with that you know. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a, a real key point that you've picked up on there in terms of um, you know, how you behave offline should absolutely mirror how you behave online and yeah and you know much much of this is common sense, isn't it? In terms yeah. of um, yeah, looking after people and how we communicate. Um, sometimes yeah. though, people just need reminding, mm. or also it just makes sense to have those things in writing by saying like you sign up to these. Yeah. These, these rules and regulations if we're gonna if we're gonna meet you where you hang out like we want you to look after each other in these ways yeah 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 absolutely yeah yeah and um you so you touched obviously from a fundraising perspective social media must have mm. a huge part yeah. to play yeah yeah absolutely, absolutely. So what's your, what's your strategy or what what sort of things do you see the most comeback from most return i think I think working with our partners, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm thinking about like Bath businesses. Um, yeah. So we're 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 partnering up with uh, four or five companies at the moment who are working with us on different aspects of, of fundraising, um, and so making sure we link with them in terms of content, so that you know 
things that go out on our social media go out you know on their social media as well so we reach the sort of maximum uh you know um impact with that and also getting those on the networks like 3sg uh, um nice you know, and the bane you know bane, bane's bane's youth youth bulletin and, and things like that so so those kind of uh monthly and sometimes even weekly on 3sg are great Do you, are you familiar with i am yeah they're really great aren't they yeah fantastic the third sector group you know uh networking uh organization in bath is absolutely fabulous like i'm I'm happy to blow their (laughs) blow their trumpet as are we and we'll pop a link in the show notes after for 3sg because miles over there is fantastic yeah absolutely brilliant you know their their support in terms of you know their forums and their networking events and their newsletter and what have you is brilliant because you know having an organization like that that supports the whole of the third sector and brings together you know social enterprise companies and voluntary network groups and fundraisers funders etc it's just it saves us from having to kind of all do that job you know individually and independently for example uh, we're working really closely with mr b's book emporium at the moment Nice. fabulous fabulous bookshop fabulous organization hope you don't mind me mentioning them on beyond the, beyond, the, beyond the hashtag um so we are their charity of the year uh, at the moment um and it's taken you know some really good creative thinking to and froing with myself and henry tootle the uh the, the store manager there to find ways in which that we can work with them like creatively on social media mm. and, and and get beyond the collection tins in the shop you know like charities those days are gone yeah you know, cha- charities just can't rely on uh passive uh you know uh donations in the shop so uh for example something we're just working on at the moment is they've got a limited edition of prints from uh, from the Iron Man, the original illustrations for the Iron Man. Wow! Uh, they've decided to um, put those on their website on auction uh, with us as the designated charity, uh, and you know, so we're linking with them on that, um, and that that's just a really exciting. That's really kind of, exciting. Kind You'll be going into this. NFTs next. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, okay next Could step yeah, yeah 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 um I think what you touched upon there in terms of um as a small charity as well um that partnership working mm, mm. is key mm. and actually amplifying your message across multiple sites mm. delivers more impact for less effort yes 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 so yeah, 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 like you say, like trying to find a, a networking organisation like 3SG who are going to yeah. sing about you and share yeah. your content. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I, at the moment, um, I'm quite a lot of, I only joined off the record last June, uh, okay. the end of June. So I've, I've been on board since July, really. Um, and a lot of my um, work in, in, in the first six to eight months has been around developing those kind of more sustainable relationships with local business partners yeah so it's just not it's not just the occasional ask you know cap and hand but it's about 
meeting for coffee and thinking about okay so how can we how can we work together on this particular project or um you know is there something is there some kind of um uh in kind work that you could do with us so it's not just about you know uh i mean there's the classics like you know office olympics you know and you and you get the donation at the end of the year and we've had yeah. some we've had some great one of the ones of those um but i think it's also you know thinking more creatively about a more of a partnership um, yeah. arrangement so looking ahead to the bath children's literature festival i'm talking to them and mr b's about a a curated supporter event Ooh. where we could sort of invite, you know, some potentially some more high end supporters. Um, you know, they have this big reach of supporters. Um, you know, we we want to access uh, th those those kind of, uh, you know, potentially philanthropic donors. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 thinking outside the box in that way. Definitely. And also then I guess so like, like social media almost becomes a tiny part of that out the box thinking it's yeah. it's an it's an as well as isn't it yeah. so it's yeah. not just like put all your eggs in one basket this is going to yeah. be the answer to all of your fundraising yeah. Yeah. needs no i mean we uh, i should say that you know like like a lot of small charities we are uh, a lot of us multitask and wear quite a few hats um and we we had a really excellent seconded uh uh kind of internship uh person from from bar spa okay. who 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 managed our social media brilliantly for a year but was on a limited internship period um and and so now that job is falling to uh, the head of resources who's my line manager but she's also overseeing all of the finances and and and, and all of the big the big commissions and contracts and me i'm primarily a fundraiser so you know social media media is, is is a really important part of my job but it would be brilliant to have someone dedicated to this to how we look and how we present ourselves and the and, and maximizing our opportunities and when we do have someone in that role it's visibly obvious you know that yeah. our, our social media sites are kind of fresh and they're constantly updated yeah rather than it being a oh oh i better you know nothing we haven't put anything up on facebook for three weeks let's you yes know, you know and i guess and i guess that is understandably the way of the world like there will be mm. a lot of charities who do fall into that and you're quite right in every charity and any small organization mm. everybody wears multiple hats mm. um I'm guessing what I'm I'm kind of of course I'm going to plug this as a as a as an agency but um just understanding the current um way of the world having somebody dedicated to social media yeah. is really important isn't it yeah, and I think yeah. everybody notices the difference yeah and to, and to be honest I mean you know I I hold my hands up I'm 58 and so I'm always playing catch up with with social media you know um I, I i wouldn't say i'm a luddite you know and i've i've i have uh i've have learned you know particularly since i've come on board here but you know i i grew up in a in a in a pre-mobile almost pre-internet generation uh and so i think 
you know, having someone on board who was 21, hungry and had just, you know, so I think, I think, you know, I think that's kind of a priority for us actually to, 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 to uh, try and try and create that opportunity, maybe through a one year uh, internship from a, a, you know, a a graduate course yeah, uh, where we get, you know, someone who's just learnt all the skills, wants to come out and 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 really get them. And we get great support from both Bath Spa and University of Bath. Yeah. In fact, I, I've just put in an application for a an internship for fundraising and comms for nice. September for September. So it'll get another boost. But we need to make that role I think we need to make that role like more permanent, more of a yeah. feature more of a feature of our organisation, really. Yeah, because you can't really put it, pick it up and put it down and it causes stress, doesn't it? When mm. you think like, oh, for a year it's been brilliant and then, yeah. oh no, it's back to not being consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ah, let's just yeah. do a few things here and there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it, and it's, I mean, it it's something that, it, it goes right across our organisation uh, side, but also looking for volunteers. You know, yeah. we, we, we're, we, we, we're highly reliant on volunteers. So really targeted adverts for volunteers. They need to be updated. And then our appeal to young people and how that comes across. Um, and, you know, we're recruiting new members for our youth forum. Uh, so all this has to all this is, new, you know, good, good news that we need to be putting out there. It's content, isn't it? It's ready made content. content. Yeah. yeah 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 cool um what's your personal you mentioned your age which you do not look 58 at all Thank um flattery will get you everywhere <laughs> <laughs> so what's your personal relationship like with social media it's a bit hands-on hands-off i have yeah. to say um i've i've really embraced whatsapp as a as a as a fantastic means of group networking um and just quickly sharing information in in a in a group community i use that in my personal life but actually we we don't i don't use it in my work yeah. uh, i use I, I use linkedin um much more in a professional capacity um i just find it has it it, it just has a kind of recognized professional profile in the business community uh, and and it's I just it's a really really nice way of finding network finding co- you know contacts uh, following up people after you've met them at networking events and conferences just saying you know you can just say to them oh look me up on LinkedIn or, or vice versa and then you can follow up send send a personalised invite um, great for following uh, national organisations yeah Twitter I use as well but. Um, yeah, I think I think LinkedIn is my preferred uh, uh, platform for for that for networking. Yeah, and I think um, that, that that's like really that's not uncommon either. I think um, again, mm. you know, it's like if I'm going to spend if I had to be on social media if to to deliver results, where am I best placed using my efforts? And mm. um, you know, you've picked the right one for what you mm. need to do. Oh, that's good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks for that (laughs) yeah definitely now that you made the right strategic choice there James obviously yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. well it's been wonderful talking to you um we're going to jump on in very very shortly to 
um, one of the best bits about the podcast, which is something we can all learn from. It's the social media mm. fail. Um, mm. Before we do that, I wondered if you had like three top takeaways from that you could share with a small business or small charity, sorry, um, about social media and like maybe time management or like what what been the key things that you've learned over the years that you could share with the audience? I would say quality over quantity. If your resources, by which I primarily mean kind of time, uh, yeah. personnel is limited, just, you know, really make sure that your content and your posts are really good content, a really good quality, consistent branding. Um, and personally, that I would always, always advise is never post something without getting a colleague to check it. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I'm that's absolutely essential yeah it, it really is this comes up a lot in as the lesson learned from our weekly fails um but actually it's it rarely comes mm. up as a as a kind of lesson learned or a piece of advice from day-to-day -day operations yeah get a colleague to check it so important talking of fails so this week's social media fail is brought to you by, it's a little bit of an older campaign. Um, this is back in like 2014-15-ish. Um, and it was by the charity MNDA, Motor Neuron Disease Association. Um, mm -hmm. And it was following the success of the Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that the summer following the ice bucket challenge um they uh, an agency actually working with mnd um the charity they uh, launched what was called the last summer poster campaign and i think it's safe to say mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it, it kind of alienated the public um and there's mm -hmm. a lot of backlash about probably mm -hmm. trying to replicate something so successful with not a great deal of success so yeah I think the 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 um ice bucket challenge worked phenomenally well um but then the uh last summer campaign which was all about brand awareness they say this this agency says as opposed to um uh, direct call to action for fundraising and the two can be very different in terms of delivery of, of campaign messaging yeah I think it it's just sometimes very easy to kind of misjudge the mood uh of your audience uh and and get get the the tone of something wrong um and i've i've seen quite leading national charities well motor neuron disease charity are 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 a leading charity um just mispitch uh a, a campaign and and be completely taken aback by the the reaction of of their constituency of supporters yeah uh, and new new supporters uh when you know they obviously probably run it by uh professional marketing uh i'm sure in their case they it, well it had it had been uh, it did. developed by a professional marketing company yeah but it really missed the mark uh in terms of uh of, of what they were trying to achieve um and, and they were really surprised by the reaction uh and i i've seen that happening with, with a, a leading mental health charity as well that that just uh used wording that was then really questioned by their supporters um so yeah. it, it's 
even with the biggest charities uh, and it, well in fact i think it, it's it's more of a problem with the biggest charities because obviously their their campaigns are, are huge um and, and they're scrutinized so much more they are they are indeed yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think what was interesting in um so we found a Guardian article um yeah. about this campaign where the agency yeah. themselves very not even just cleverly but very introspectively um published an article to explain because of the outcry like they mm. went into this reactive PR mode which was mm. by the way fantastic way to deal with something like this. Um mm. and they put together this press release that said you know, we weren't trying to alienate people. We just wanted to raise awareness um, and we hold our hands up. And they, they've they gone through this whole um, creative process and telling everybody like what we were thinking, mm. why we did it. But they, they even said like by 11 a.m. On, on, on launch day, they were deflated. The mm. public reaction was not what we had wanted nor expected. Mm. Um, mm. And actually it was understood by some that the main messaging on the poster was saying that if you didn't do the challenge, i.e. Mm. the ice bucket challenge, mm. which mm. was last summer, mm. um, then mm. you would develop motor neurons. Mm. Mm. Um, and mm. then the, therefore the sentiment was that the charity was guilt tripping the public. Yeah. Um, and that backlash on Twitter escalated very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting about this is that it went through a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Before it went before live. Before it went live. Yeah. 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 Which, which seems extraordinary, doesn't it? Yeah. But it, it's, uh, those people aren't aren't the public are they necessarily they're not they're not the public so i mean it it, it's it's a challenging one for for a charity isn't it uh how do you test the water with a with a with a a new campaign message uh you know professional agencies trustees uh, and staff notwithstanding uh how do you test the water with 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 a new with a new campaign message before you go live um and the public reaction you know it was the last thing that they that they expected um yeah yeah it it is i mean we uh i mean it's interesting at the moment because i'm i'm working we're, we're 30 next uh next year 20 uh, 2024 uh, be, our, be our 30th year and we're talking internally as an organization at the moment about how do we how do we mark that um you know are we are we celebrating our 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 existence for 30 years are we is, is it retrospective are we looking back or or should we is this just an opportunity is this an opportunity to put forward uh a new message uh or uh, you know a new campaign uh it should be yeah. something that's that's current and looking forwards yeah. Um, and in fact, uh, my, my line manager, my head of resources, circulated a really great article about quite a quite a a, um, a, a kind of uh, controversial article about you know sh- what's the point of celebrating anniversaries at all? You know, uh, it, yeah. It, I mean, f- fine to do that as an internal uh, you know uh, uh, celebration as a charity, but what your what your new current and new supporters care about is what you're doing now and in the future as a as a charity how you're how you're reaching more young people so the message very much needs to be 
about where we're moving forwards to and how we're yes. how we're, we're meeting our strategic objectives yeah um, but really, yeah that's that, a really great lesson yeah 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 so we're, we're taking our time with thinking about how we how we brand that uh and that we're not just patting ourselves on the back yeah for, that's for, really great advice and some really for, good reflection yeah, getting to getting to our 30th year yeah yeah not yeah. resting on and and i'm sure like looking at the mnd um uh campaign case there um once you've got something ready to go involving your youth forums to show yeah. them and to ask them what they think absolutely absolutely uh, i mean they're already involved in the discussions uh and i in fact i went along to uh one of our uh youth groups uh last week and had a couple of weeks back and i had a, a great chat with the young people there about their thoughts about it and, and and the sort of messages that they'd that they'd uh, want to put what they'd like how they'd like to see it celebrated or marked of you know how they'd like to see it marked yeah 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 James um it has been a joy talking to you really really enjoyed that um thank you so much for sharing about your work and for sharing how you do things over at um otr do go and check out the charity uh, they're doing great work and yeah. yeah thanks so much for being on beyond the hashtag great thanks ever so much and uh you know do uh, off the record bath and northeast somerset if you want to find out more about what we're doing at the moment thanks, thanks James. Ever so much bye bye take care Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Hashtag. Make sure you tune in to every episode. And again, follow us on social media. We're at NLY Social on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, you name it, we're there. And I hope to see you all soon. Bye.